You're listening to Fish Food, where we present bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 25 minutes or less. Keep listening for interviews, guidance, and resources for freelancers and small businesses. And if you enjoy, rate and subscribe to let others know about the gym you found. Now, let's get started. Hello, welcome to Fish Food, a podcast from Little Fish Accounting. I am your host, Keila Hill Trawick. And today I want to talk about four common errors that can cost and affect small business owners. Um, The umbrella of all of this is going to be a lack of preparation or timeliness. We'll get into specifics of kind of what each of those would be, but you can look at this as anything from... Uh, overdraft fees, from not planning your cash flow properly to the general cost of being late um, and all the fees that are associated with that. But let's jump into the four that I want to talk about specifically today. So the first one is going to be underpaying your estimated taxes. As most of us hopefully know, you need to pay them quarterly. They're due on the 15th of January, April, June, and September. Um, And these are going to be the cost of doing business. Um, You're going to look at your profit for the year and make sure that the IRS and the state agencies get their cut throughout the year instead of waiting until your tax deadline. The issue is that a lot of people just either don't think that this is necessary, they don't know how to calculate it, but they're not paying it. And when you don't pay them on time, uh, the IRS penalizes you for that. And so they will penalize you for underpayment um, if you didn't pay enough throughout the year or penalize you for not paying until April 15th. Um, Remember that our tax system is pay as you go. And so that means that as you make the money, the tax organizations want their cut. They do not want to have to wait until April 15th or your extension deadline. Um, The way that you can combat this is just to make sure that you're calculating this on a regular basis. You can pay more frequently. So if it's easier for you to calculate monthly instead of quarterly, do that. And then send it off. Um, online. So the IRS, you send it to irs.gov slash payments. And then your state is going to depend, but it's usually your office of tax and revenue. You can Google it and they typically make it very easy for you to make a payment to them. So that's the first one. You want to make sure that you're paying your estimated taxes on a quarterly basis on time. Um, A caveat that I'll say here is let's say being real, you don't have the money on the 15th, but you're going to have it on the 20th. Pay it as soon as you possibly can. Um, Don't wait until the next payment is due. If you know that you're going to have it five days late or 10 days late, it's much better for you to pay it then than to wait until the end of the year to pay it all at once. So in addition to the quarterly payments that you're making, obviously we all have our annual tax return that we need to file. Um, We have gotten April 15th drilled into our heads, and so that is the date for individual tax returns to be filed. That being said, sometimes your stuff is not ready. You don't have it by the 15th, or you you haven't found your tax prepared by the 15th. A tax extension is free. Reminder, it is free. You can do it anywhere. You can ask your tax preparer. You can do it on one of the online services. If you will not have your stuff in order by April 15th, file your extension to automatically get six more months. Um, Because the reality is if you file late and you owe taxes, you're penalized twice. So you're penalized once for filing late and the second for paying late. You can accumulate interest in the meantime. Like it's just a lot of costs that you shouldn't have to pay. And so what you really want to do is avoid the first one, filing late. Technically, 
the IRS says, if you owed us money, that money was due on April 15th, whether you have an extension or not. And so pay what you can at that point, give them something towards it so that if you are penalized or if there is interest, it's only charged on the remainder, not the whole amount. But you can save yourself a lot of headache by just filing on time or filing an extension to give you more time. So the third thing that you're going to want to pay attention to to make sure that it's not an error for you is separating your personal and business income and expenses. So I say this all the time. It is one of the first things that you need to do when you um, start a business. And even if you're in your business and you just haven't been taking care of it, this needs to be your next step. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is it makes it easier for you to identify what goes where, right? So if you're trying to figure out what of my self-employment income and expenses are going to go on my tax return, that's a lot easier to do when you have a separate um, bank account rather than when you're trying to go through your personal account at the end of the year and pulling through saying, oh, this, not this, these three things, not these two things. Like if you have it separated, it's just easier for you to say, this is all of the stuff that I should have included. Um, one of the other things is that, and we'll talk about this in the next item, you'll miss deductible expenses. If everything is in one account, sometimes you'll get to the point at the end of the year where you're like, I don't have time to go through all this. So I'm just not going to look at that. I'm just going to ignore it for now. Um, and that's the easiest way to reduce your tax liability is to include expenses that you're entitled to. Um, so the first thing that I would say is separate them. If you don't have an EIN or you don't have a separate kind of business name, just open a free account at your bank that you already have an account with and start making everything that's business related go through that account. Um, that also means that let's say that your self-employment income is what pays you. Make everything go through the business account and then transfer to yourself the money that you need. So example, say you do a project, you get paid $2,000 and you're like, I know I'm going to need a thousand of that already. Don't take a thousand and leave that other thousand in the business bank account. You want to put the whole 2000 in the business bank account and then pay yourself or as we would colloquially say, pay yourself. Um, you're not going to be an employee, but this is your way of getting money to yourself into your personal account while still accounting for it as income in your business account. It's a really simple thing to do. Sometimes it feels like it makes your life harder, but it actually makes it easier, especially when you get to a point where you want to start tracking them through an accounting system. Having a separate account that already has everything that's business related only in it makes it that much easier to do. So the last thing um, that a lot of people don't take advantage of and is a common error that I see come across my desk when it comes to clients and people who reach out for service is not taking advantage of all of the deductible expenses that you're entitled to. Um, the main thing to remember kind of as an overall rule is that if it is ordinary and necessary to your business, you're allowed to claim it. So ordinary being that the type of business that you do, you would generally see this happen in that business type. And then necessary, meaning that it's, um, it's required for the core business that you do. Um, one of the examples that I typically give is if you are a circus performer, a trampoline is absolutely a deductible expense. If you're a hairstylist, unless you're doing something crazy, probably not. So you want to pay attention to the type of business that you run and then what you do specifically within that business that would necessitate this expense being incurred. Um, one of the easiest ways 
to see what types of expenses the IRS will allow you to claim is to look at what's called a Schedule C. Schedule C is honestly one of the easiest documents in the tax process to look at. It literally says what income did you make from self-employment um, or entrepreneurship or freelancing, and then what expenses did you incur by category. And you'll see everything from advertising, um, office expenses, travel expenses, rent, um, all of those types of things that you're usually incurring within the business. Now, that's not an all-inclusive list. Depending on the type of work that you do, it may turn out that you have other expenses that they're not identifying specifically. But just remember, ordinary and necessary, if it applies to your business, you're able to take advantage of it and then be able to use that to lower your tax burden when it's time to file. So yeah, those are the four common errors that I see that end up costing small businesses underpaying estimated taxes. So you want to make sure that you're paying the right amount on time throughout the year. Filing late. So if you have to file an extension, if you don't have all of your stuff together, do that, but know that you need to pay something towards it if you think that you'll owe. That will alleviate some of the penalties and interest that will be associated with you paying late, even though you got a reprieve from anything that would have been assessed for you filing late not separating business and personal expenses. That should be your first next step. If you haven't already done that, make sure that you have a separate account that's taking in your income from your business and um, accounting for all of the expenses that are related to your business. Don't keep having it go through your um, personal account. You know better, so you can do better now. And the last one is not taking advantage of deductible expenses. There is so much that is available to you. We know that it costs money to run a business. As we say, it costs money to make money. And so if you can use those to your advantage to also be tax deductions when you go to file, definitely take advantage of that. Um, it's the easiest way to reduce your tax burden. And it's a really good way to see what's worth it in your business by the end of the year. That is all I have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, there's good news. We've got additional free resources for you to get clear on your small business finances. Subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter by heading to littlefishaccounting.com slash subscribe and check us out on Instagram at littlefishaccounting.